Wakey Wakey Upper East podcasters, we're having the time of our lives watching these teens fall in love with each other. But how do we know that we haven't reached the danger zone? <laughs> Ooh. I'm C. I'm S. And we're Gossip Girls. Why is she answering? Why is she answering? And who are we? That's a secret we'll never tell. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. <laughs> We are two women of color talking about a very, very white show. Gossip Whites. <laughs> Is that true, though? Gossip Whites. Oh, no. Gossip That's The show we're watching. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, the CW did run for six years at Gossip Whites. They were. Yes. These, uh, CW actually stands for Content White. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what either of those letters stand for now that I think about it. Um, I'm, I sadly know what this means. Columbia Warner Brothers. It's the two oh. marriage of those two. Um, yeah, because Columbia from CBS and Warner Brothers WB they like merged in two thousand and oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know why I know that. That's really disturbing. I don't too much about TV. Anyway, uh, what uh, we're doing this episode three uh, from season uh, episode sorry episode fifteen from season three. The 16-year-old virgin. Which is from The 40-Year-Old Virgin, starring Steve Carell, which oh was movie was okay. Uh, so there was this thing recently. Do you remember that scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin where he got his chest waxed mm. and yelled Kelly Clarkson? Yes. They met recently I, for the first time, I like a month that. ago. And I was like, oh my God. I saw that, yeah. And they're like, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> it was very cute. I remember Kelly seeing Clarkson. that. Kelly Clarkson. Like, what a thing to yell out when you're getting a check chest waxed. Yeah. I don't know what I would yell out but. i feel like you wouldn't yell out anything because you're a woman you're taught to like keep your pain to yourself yeah and a pain will gain yeah exactly how are you gonna be hairless <laughs> like how am i gonna please a man old? now and scream yeah how are you gonna please a man <laughs> yikes uh <laughs> what is the netflix description jenny contemplates her relationship with damien dan and vanessa try to define the different zones of their relationship Ooh. hence my danger zone at the beginning <laughs> get it Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there are there are a few uh, disparate storylines. Yeah. This, as there always are. For sure. And I think like the biggest storyline they didn't even touch on, which we're going to start off first. Yeah. In the Netflix description. Yeah. So, um, that Chuck and Basshole. Yeah, Bass Basshole. Um, Law and Order <laughs> ripped from the headlines. Doing doing. Um. <laughs> Can you just leave that in and not put any real door joint sounds in there? <laughs> yes. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, he, um, these stories. He what? These stories, you know, um, these uh, sexual, you know, sexual stories are ripped from the headlines. Yeah. A basshole is being sued for sexual harassment. Oh, my god! What is real life? And um, what is art? What is art? What is real life? This seems extremely familiar. Um, but this happened uh, seven years ago in the show. This is in 2010. Anyway, Basil is being sued for sexual harassment by most of his staff at the Empire Hotel. Yeah. So um, he is. So in the recent episodes, he's met with his presumed mother, Elizabeth Fisher, and he he like at the very beginning of the episode, he's like, hey, you know, there's going to be this. I don't know, party at the end of the episode. I never know what the parties are. Do you know what the party is in this one? It's like some sort of ball, but who knows why. Oh, Bart is getting a room named after him at the Met or some museum. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that doesn't sound familiar at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, so he, there's going to be a gala for that. And, like, um, so Lily's going to be there. And Chuck wants Elizabeth to meet Lily, like, his his birth mother to meet his adopted like, mother. mother. Yeah. Um, so he's being sued for sexual harassment and by all the women employees. Yeah. And he's like, what? This happened before. Like when my dad was the person who owned I was in high school. Yeah. Brother, you were in high school last year. <laughs> I know. You're, aren't you still in high school? No, he's not even, he didn't go to college. Right? He's not even go to college, but like he's 18. He's like, it happened, yeah. it happened, like the way he acted about like, that happened years ago. Fam, you were in high school last year. Yeah. You're but, like barely, you're barely out of high school. You're right. still in high school. Right. At least mentality wise. Are you okay? Several female employees at the Empire are suing me for sexual harassment. What? Obviously, there were incidents with room service at the palace, but that was my father's hotel. I was a kid. I would never do that now. 
Not at my hotel, not to you. No, of course not. They're scheming harlots trying to get you to pay them off. We have proof that two of those girls weren't even in town on one of the alleged nights. So we'll fight it. We have innocence, good breeding, and Doug Jarrett, one of the best lawyers in New York on our side. It's a slam dunk. A court case would be a pure nightmare. We have to settle. You'll take care of it. Yeah, and so he, um, he's like, this isn't me. Like, what's happening? I don't understand. I wouldn't do that to you, Blair. Yeah. He's telling this to Blair. And I know that, like, I know that the politics of, like, sexual harassment has changed in the last seven years. Mm-hmm. This definitely dates the show, I think. In oh, my God, you're right. That women handle sexual harassment cases, especially against a lover or a partner, in the way that she was, like, just completely on Chuck's uh, and Bass whole side, really just, like, kind of definitely put a timestamp on mm-hmm. this show. And I was like, oh, oh, oh fuck. That's so true. All right, cool. We're going to just ride this one. All right, and so like, the entire episode, I was very apprehensive. I was like, mm, yeah. Okay, we're not going to believe the women here. We're just going to believe the dude. All right. And cool. apparently this is um, unrelated to Chuck, but, like, Ed Westwick has been replaced in the show that he was in because of this. Oh, White Gold? Uh, let's, let's see which show. Uh, it's called Ordeal by Innocence. I don't know what that is, but mm. it's like an adaptation of an Agatha Christie book. But he um, apparently was fired and is being replaced. Cool. Because Good. Of, yeah. Good. I'm glad for it. Um, yeah, he was in this Netflix show called White Gold that was in the was on in the UK too. Oh. I, I ran for a season, but like, they, I think it, it was already recorded before, long before the allegations yeah. that came out. Yeah, I remember it came out, and you were like excited about it at the time. Yeah, because I didn't realize. I mean, well, you didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. So no, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. So um, he he finds out that these allegations are not real, and they were kind of. Like, well, I think he he knows that they're not real on the show and he, they were made up by a person who's back in our lives, unfortunately, Jack Bass. Oh, Jack. I hate Jack Bass. He He's Jack ass. Yes. Jack ass. Jack. Oh, no. How did I never see that before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jack is somehow back. You know, everyone mm. is back in um, that Chuck and Bass holes life. And he uh, he's like. I don't know. He talks to Chuck and for some reason he's allowed to like see Chuck and he's like, hey, you know, I don't know if Elizabeth Fisher is like really your mom. And he starts like to put seeds of doubt in Chuck's mind to like. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just yeah, him kind of like being manipulative. Yeah, exactly. You know, pulling the strings like he usually does and weaseling his way back into Chuck's life in a way to get him where he is vulnerable. Yep. And in this particular instance, it's not his father, but now it's his mother. Who's suddenly come into his life again. Jack Bass, for being as good at he is at manipulating people, is exceedingly bad at like I being a manager at a hotel like last time he's like being yeah. Just like trying he's trying to do something he's really bad at. Right. Like like last season when he was like taking over for um uh, Bass Industries, he almost ran into the ground because he was just like yeah. awful at like you know managing the money. And is he terrible. trying to do that? Like, and I he wants he, he just wants the status. His, he wants his, the money. Jack Bass is extremely unclear. His yeah. his goal. He he can he kind of seems like a Georgina to me. Like he has no real like desire to do anything except cause chaos. Yeah, for sure. They're definitely similar characters. Yeah, and. Um, in this case, he's wrecking havoc in Basshole's existence. He's putting the seeds of doubt, like you mentioned, into his head about his mother and just the uh, about her legitimacy of her being uh, Basshole's mom. Yeah, because we don't know. He just basically saw her at his father's gravestone and that's it. Yeah. And we don't like, know anything. Is she, you know, actually being, you know, altruistic about this or is she being opportunistic? So you're mm-hmm. not really sure what is going on here. Yeah, so uh, so Chuck is um, because he's concerned about this. He uh, decides to do a DNA test, which I'm surprised he hasn't done before. Yeah, I mean, like you're this person who has all this status and wealth, and like you find this person, but like he has cops at his retainer. I kind of, I kind of feel like it's like his issue with like her not initially wanting to get to know him and him having to convince her kind of like legitimized who she was because like if she weren't his mother she or if she like wanted his status she would have gone towards him and it's like a really like 
um, basic way to look at it. But I think I think also too, like he wasn't like expecting that to happen in his life right now. Right, and then you know I think what the test was too with the check in uh, the last episode we last episode we edit um we uh, reviewed. What was that one? Um, when he had given her the check at oh that lunch, that's right, and, and she then she like it. she didn't accept it. I think at that point he was like, I can trust her because yeah. he didn't want them. So clearly, money is not a contention in our relationship she had uh, she was offered this sum of money i'm assuming it's probably in the neighborhood of a million dollars oh my god probably more i would have left absolutely i'm like yeah you know my son <laughs> bye um, see you later yeah but we're also pieces of shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> never talk to me or my son ever again <laughs> exactly <laughs> never talk to my son ever okay yeah cool. so um but yeah it's it's in that i guess once she passed that test, whatever that was. Uh, Basil was like, okay, I can trust her. I don't need to get this test. But I'm sure it's something that he had considered early on. Yeah. But now that, like, Chuck and Jack has come back into Basil's life, he's like, uh, maybe I should still do this just to, like, make because, sure everything Because, like, Jack is... is very good at manipulating Chuck. Like, Chuck yeah. is not, tr- he's not, he doesn't trust Jack at all. But, like, he also, he Knows also spot. realizes that, like, this isn't really something that could hurt him necessarily yeah. yeah so it's good to know for sure yeah so when this is found out blair is kind of like why are you letting jack do this to you why are you letting him you know weasel his way into his life again blah 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 and she has her own issues with jack of course you know a couple years ago they had hooked up on a new year's that? eve yeah they, we okay. know that everybody knows that chuck knows that um, and so they have this Ugh. weird history, the three of them, kind of very incestuous in that regard. Like, she's been with both men. And so like, they have this very, like, weird connection, all three of them. And um, it's just awkward. So, yeah, they have the three of them have this very weird incestuous connection. And it makes it uncomfortable for Blair to be, to give any kind of, like, opinion on things, too. Because she also feels like, I want to defend Elizabeth. But also, like, it's not necessarily my place. Yeah. Or at least you feel that. I mean, but then again, you know, Blair doesn't really have any boundaries. <laughs> or, like, realizes... Blair has been pushing Chuck towards him. Or towards her, sorry. For sure. Um, she definitely has and tries to, like, you know, be kind of a conduit or, you know, a... Uh, a Catalyst. Not even catalyst, an advocate for Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. So, like... Um, in this moment where she finds out that Chuck, um, that Basshole got a DNA test, she was like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. And, I think, yeah. like, I also think that's weird for her to be su- surprised at that. Because I feel like that's a normal thing that rich people do. If some, like, random person's like, hey, I'm your family member. Like, you're like, yes, I will do a d- DNA test because how do I know that you're not lying? Yeah. You know, you want want someone you you want to make sure the people who are in your life are actually part yeah. of your life, and not just you know people you know say who they are. I mean, happens all the time. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very difficult situation, and yeah, and so what what ends up happening with like the the sexual harassment suits? Like people are apparently pulling out of wanting to stay at his hotel. His lawyers like, hey, you know, the Christian Association. Um, is not going to stay let like their people stay here anymore. And like, you're just losing a lot of business because of all these allegations and you should really consider signing your hotel over to someone else. You can still pull the reins, but like, you shouldn't be the face of the hotel like you are now. Yeah. And Chuck is like, uh, I don't want to do that. Right. And it's becoming seemingly the only other person who could potentially do that is Jack. Yeah, Jack's like, I'll do it. I'll be there. Right, he's he's volunteered himself because, of course, right. And so, and so, Basil's like trying to figure out, um, is there another option? And then, you know, the option presents at that, itself at that exact moment. Good timing. Um, he gets the day and hour results and finds out that uh, Elizabeth is his mother. Oh my gosh! Wow, surprise, shock. So now he has a another option. So he, um, signs over the hotel to Elizabeth and. You find out that she is in cahoots. <gasps> cahoots. Cahoots. With Jack. Of course. Of course. Because, okay, I feel like all these things happening at the same time also should have alerted, like, oh, you know, all these allegations. Jack is back. All these things. You have to give your hotel to someone. This is all because of Jack. And, like, why would his, why? W- 
It's I also am confused about why he gave it to Elizabeth and not Lily. Like he said, he didn't want Bass Industries to do it, but like also he just didn't want he didn't want it to like look like he went back to like his, the hotel that he thought like you know I'm doing something for myself. Go back to his daddy's money. Yeah, which is all but daddy's it's money. All, yeah, he already used daddy's money. It's all daddy's money. Like you're so. This is like it's it's illogical. It is, but then like it's an illogical way view of what you did for yourself. Yeah, and like I have to, I have to note that as as suspicious as everybody on the show is, they're so <laughs> fucking gullible. <laughs> like everybody's so gullible Jack on the show. Has trust issues, but he also like his trust issues are the undoing of him. Yes, like he is so gullible. Oh my god, you're so right. He's so, but like. He will he will stalk Blair into the inch of her life, but then like as soon as his mom comes back, like doink, doink. mom, mom, mommy, right? And I mean that's a whole another layer of mother issues yep. there with his relationship with with Blair. But um, yeah, it's it's just really funny to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that is the basshole end of the stick. Doink, doink, <laughs> doink, doink. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna throw in some real doink, doinks in there you. at some point. Um, want to get to the uh, romantic? There are line? so many romance storylines in this. Yeah, but like the best story romance storyline of the episode. You want to get to that first? Or you want to wait till later? Uh, what do you? Let's get to why, Jenny. Let's go to Jenny. We, let's talk about Jenny. Yeah, I, it was Jenny. like it kind of sounds like you want to talk about something later. Yeah, let's talk about Jenny. Has, okay, so Jenny, she is on the romantic one this this episode. This is the least romantic one of the whole episode, I think. Yeah, so Jenny is uh, she has been uh, grounded by her dad, and he's like, hey, you can go home. You can go to school and you can come home. That's all you can do. And she's like, ah, dad, how dare you keep me away from my drug dealing boyfriend? Yeah. Um, can we call him Damien Drug Deal Guard? <laughs> drug Deal um, Guard? What's his name? Damien Delgard? Yeah. Damien Doug, Drug Deal Delgard? Drug Deal Guard? This is too hard to say. We'll just call him Damien Drug Deal. Let's just call him Damien. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Damien. <laughs> Uh, druggy Damien. Um, he and Jenny are a couple. Yeah. So they are, they are cuffed. They are okay. Cuffing season. I don't it's know. cuffing season. Um. So yeah. So everyone, everyone is kind of anti Jenny and Damien, and like never I, a I good sign. What? Never a good sign. Yeah, and I don't think anyone really knows that he's a drug dealer. I think like. Rufus knows and Lily knows and yes, does Serena it, know? No. I don't think anyone else knows yet. No, just just, just, just Serena, sorry, just Lily and Rufus at this moment know yeah. that Damien is a drug dealer. No one else knows. And in this episode, it comes out in really funny ways, I think. So Serena um, gets a phone call from Rufus because Rufus gets a oh, phone call right. from the headmistress saying yes. that Jenny didn't show up for class this morning. And so Rufus calls Serena and saying like, Hey, have you, have you seen Jenny? Jenny? And she's like, no. Like she's been running around that guy named Damien. And then Serena's like, oh shit. Uh, all right, cool. And I'll keep I'll keep a lookout. So Serena fully believes that Damien is a creep because he tried to get her naked last time they showed him. Yeah. Which she doesn't know why he tried to get her naked. But he did also try to get her naked but in he, a really creepy way. Absolutely. But he. He did it in a very creepy way. He could did it. I mean, there's reasons why he tried to do it, but also it came off very creepy. Yeah. And so Serena's like, he's the worst. He's a creep. We got to get him away from Jenny. Yeah. So she and uh, our other worst resident plotter, God. Nate Archibald, are why a couple. Do they, why do they believe they can do plot? They can, like, be... Because they're stupid. They both like. They both are very, like, they're related to Blair, like Serena's best friend, Nate's an ex-boyfriend. They're like... You know, we've seen this time and time again. Yeah, they're like, we can do it. They're like, I think some of Blair has rubbed off on me, so I'm going to be able to do this. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you have sex with someone, <laughs> part of them gets implanted in you. Gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, so the way that that works is Nate had sex with Serena, mm. so he got part of her, and then he had sex with Blair. <sighs> And she also got part... No, I don't know. This is getting worse and this worse. Is opposite this is, of what is... This is not fun anymore. Um, <laughs> or fun anymore. Um, Are you quitting this podcast? I'm sorry. Bye. bye. RP share from the podcast. Okay. Uh, rip share. Um, rip. So anyway, he, um, Nate and Serena, they 
tag team this um, Damien Doggard. Oh my God, they're so bad at this. Befall. Yeah, they're trying to get him away from Jenny. So they call up Jenny. And while this is going on, Jenny and Damien are like in the throes over there. There's hotel, the Smith Hotel. Oh, um, it's it's 9.30. I have Latin. It's a dead language. It's not going anywhere. Why don't you just ditch it and stay here with me? I can't. I have a quiz. <laughs> Come on, Jenny. I just think it's a little coincidental the last time we got to this exact same spot, you know, the place right underneath your kilt that you had to go dissect the fetal pig. I did. <laughs> Come on, Damien, you know I want to be here. Jenny, why don't we just talk about it? What's there to talk about? I think you're an amazing girl. I love spending time with you, but when I date someone, sex is usually part of the equation. And if you're not cool with that, it's fine, but you need to say something. You can't just shut me down every time we're alone together. I'm not. I... It's just not a good day. I mean, I have a quiz, and then I have that other class. <laughs> you're younger than me. I get it. Could it be that you've never... No, Damien. It's not like that. Look, I just don't like the first time with someone to be rushed. And I have school. Okay. Well, how about tonight? If your father goes to sleep, you can sneak out. No rush. Okay? Nice and slow. Yeah, perfect. Um, it's on, Delgard. I will see you tonight. Yeah, like, almost about to have sex. And then Jenny's like, I got a Latin test. I have, she has a quiz. I got a quiz in Latin. And he's like, it's a dead language. <laughs> it's a what? It's a dead language. Which I <laughs> yeah, it's not loud. going anywhere. It's going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's a dead language. And yeah. she's like, I really got to go. He's like, we've been getting to this point, you know, for the past few weeks or whatever like that. And you still, he's blue balls. And he's like, I want to bang. And she's like. He's like, I, when uh, I'm in a relationship, I need to have sex with that person. Right. And she's like, yeah, I totally want to have sex. But like, I want to do it slow. You know, I've had sex before, you know, which is, of course, cold. For, yeah. I have not had sex before. <laughs> when, when people say sex. like, I totally had sex. I've had sex before. You've not had sex before. Oh. Which is fine. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You're 16. You're allowed to be a virgin. It's literally okay. It's yeah. so okay. Some people think it's extremely okay. Especially on the Upper East Side. They're like, mm. Yeah. So, uh, Jenny, she you so, know, so scales Damien... off. And her and she gets in contact with Serena. Serena reaches out like, yeah, let's have lunch. And so she wants to like basically pick Jenny's brain and see like what's going on with her and Damien. See uh-huh. if like, it's a way for her to like, you know, get... Uh, her away from Damien long enough for Rufus to come and get her. Yeah. Or at least, like, you know... Just, like, get... a really bad, unwell-thought-out plot. Right. Essentially, she wants... Serena wants to... Um... <laughs> she wants to show Jenny that Damien's terrible. Right. And so she tries... So Serena tries to... Uh... Um, I can't think oh, of the God. word right seduce? now. but she so, Yeah, seduce. She tries to seduce uh, Damien. And Damien's like, I actually am with Jenny, and I really like Jenny. And so, like, oh, thanks for the God. offer, but I gotta go. And Serena, I feel like... Serena's so shocked. It's not so much shocked that she that Damien is into Jenny so much. I also feel like Serena is like miffed that she got rejected. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. She's like, excuse me? But I'm Serena Vander what's no one rejected me. I'll tell you, scoundrel. Like she was like upset about that. Like more more upset. What kind of accent was that? I don't know. It sounded like a French slash uh Atlantic. What is it called? Transatlantic? Transatlantic? Yeah, it was not an accent. It was a, yeah. It was just me being very scoundrel, scoundrel. ruffian. Yeah, exactly. Ruffians in the bushes, <laughs> essentially rejecting me. Yeah, she was very upset about that. I don't think it was so much about Jenny and Damien, but more or less Damien rejecting Serena. Yeah. So in this, um, while this is going on, Jenny is with Nate, and they're at lunch, and they're hanging out but like it's clearly it's a diversion because yeah. he is trying to get Rufus to get to the ho- get to the restaurant where they're at and Jenny is pissed when she sees that Rufus is there and Rufus takes her back home yeah and so so Serena's plan was to like have Jenny catch them in the act yeah in the, in the throes of passion Ugh. and or like him basically hitting on her and Nate was like mm, I'm just gonna call Rufus Right. And so, like, that was bad plotting on their end because they didn't communicate. 
which is a, a clear relationship warning sign. Oh, yeah. And red flag number one. Also, she tried to seduce another man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot to <laughs> unpack there. Another <laughs> relationship warning sign. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So let's talk about Serena and Nate. Yeah. So as we were talking about, there are many red flags going on here. So when when Serena's talking about uh, seducing Damien, uh, Nate's, Nate's... Apprehensive. Nate's got some like... He's got some some views of how Serena used to be, and like as as we know, Serena is not a virgin at all, and she um has sex bef- has had sex with many men before, like in and out of relationships, and Nate knows that like you know they had I, did they lose their virginities to each other or was it just no her, I believe I mean it's never confirmed who Serena lost her virginity to yeah but. Nate definitely lost his virginity to Serena at the shepherd wedding. Who are the shepherds? I will never know, but I love that this yet again. This oh my god! Fucking I'm like really surprised in this episode that they didn't bring up the first time they had sex because, like, they in the last few seasons they always like had flashbacks to it. Like the I think they like, probably like we've done that enough. <laughs> we've got other plot to like do that with. Like, I like I'm sure the audience knows where they lost it when she wraps her leg around his back <laughs> and the pair pull and that gold fucking doing? dress. I'm trying to recreate it by myself. Clearly, <laughs> in the studio, there's where... champagne bottles all around. Pumping. Yeah. It's it's a scene. It's a it's a uh, dusty room for some yeah. reason, or maybe that's just the lens that we're seeing it through. Right, but like Nate is definitely holding on to some you know latent baggage about yes. his his view of Serena and her past transgressions with other men from yeah. you know lovers past. And so he so when um he's talking so Serena's mad at him because he called Rufus, and so Serena's telling this to Blair, and while this is happening, he calls her phone. I can see he's starting to doubt himself. Why wouldn't he? With the bad press, the protesters, the Daily Intel says he's thinking of stepping down. Chuck's not stepping anywhere. Well, can I borrow that? No. Oh, and speaking of things we've shared, Nate, Serena doesn't want to talk to you right now. Well, did she tell you about her little plan to seduce Damien and have Jenny walk in on it? Well, sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah, because it's a Blair Waldorf nutjob plan. I'll ignore that. Nate, Serena and I are getting ready for the party. Now, why don't you just apologize so we can all move past this and be supportive for Chuck on his big night? No, I'm not going to apologize. I did the right thing, okay? Serena may not get it, but losing her virginity is a huge deal for a girl like Jenny. Oh, and it wasn't for me? Why is that, Nate? Because I was a huge slut when I was Jenny's age? Look, I didn't realize I was on speakerphone, okay? I didn't mean to say that. That's exactly what you meant. And so what happens is he basically, um, he's on speakerphone with Blair, and he, uh, to whatever extent, calls Serena slutty. Yeah. And Serena's like, what the fuck? Like, how dare you? Yeah, and it's definitely a double standard for sure. Because, you know, he's able to, like, you know, move from woman to woman, yet... She's not, move, she's not able to, like, you know, move from man to man without being some kind of, like, you know, harlot or something. Yeah. And Nate, you know, And it's like she calls that out. She's like, why is there a double standard? She's like, why is it, like, not okay for me to do that? And Nate kind of comes back at this with, like, hey, you know, like, the day after, like, I was in love with you when we had sex. Like, the day after that, you went to boarding school. Like, you left me. You yeah, left but me she crushed. thought she killed somebody. So yeah. Like- <laughs> So he should have known that. Yeah, she, that's why she left. What she loved because she thought she killed somebody. Oh so she God. loved him. Oh God, that's why she left him. <laughs> I love this show. This, this show, show is was, so bad. This show was perfect. Oh I love it. She thought she killed somebody, so she yeah. left him. That's why she left. That they didn't bring that up in this they episode. Didn't bring it up. Why did they bring that up? When, I forgot. When, when he said that, I was like, I screamed the TV because she killed somebody. That's she so thought she good. killed somebody. Yeah. That's why she left. And I, yeah, I laughed wholeheartedly at this oh moment. Oh my God. So that would have been so funnier if I had remembered that. <laughs> I'm so glad you remembered that. Thank you so much, Sarah. <laughs> of course. You that's, bring me so much joy. <laughs> that's why we do the show together. I, I have the encyclopedia knowledge of this stupid show because um, we edit every episode. It's so, all like I, I remember everything. Oh my God. Um, I killed someone. <laughs> 
actually killed somebody. Did um, you? Yeah. But so that's why he's like, so that's why she left. But he's still heartbroken about that. Like he, he, you know, kind of left it off. Like, I know what it feels like when the person you love most in the world, you know, leaves you and leaves you and doesn't come back for a year. Yeah. And then he just like kind of walks away from that. And she's like, uh, this what, is a lot of what? information to drop on my lap here. Man. Yeah. Damn. So like Serena's trying to process this and try to figure out how to make it right. And that's like you're such you're so right. That's such a plot hole. Like obviously she left. She didn't leave because of him. She left because she thought she killed someone. Right. And like Nate knows that. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. At this point in time, he should know that. Yeah. But I guess you know. But he's stupid. He's yeah. mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. Oh he, my god. He's not even mayonnaise right now. He's like light mail. He's like Hellman's dressing. <laughs> he's Miracle Whip. <laughs> he's Miracle Whip. That's what I meant. He's Miracle Whip. <laughs> he's Miracle Whip. He's not even. Yeah. He's a salad dressing. He's not even like. Oh it's my not god. Mayonnaise. Like, salad dressing now. Ugh. The worst. He's ranch with he's he's fat free ranch. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a God. he's a powdered packet. Oh no, that's even better than fat free ranch though. I do love the powder packet. I do um, too. <laughs> it's very good. So yeah, mix that in with some breading. Mm, damn. Uh, want to get to the event? Yeah. So the gala it is commemorating Bartholomew Bass. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh everyone is there everyone everyone including rufus and lily who are still fighting yeah and he had to bring jenny because he doesn't trust her to be by herself yeah so jenny's at the jenny's at the gala nate and serena at the gala they're fighting you know on their onto themselves uh chuck's there obviously with blair and they're getting the um the and it's now in uh bass hole is has has ridden the hotel into uh Elizabeth's name Mm -hmm. so that's already transpired at this point so there's a lot of trauma going on and Jenny's you know sulking because she's not allowed to go see her boyfriend and she's being watched by her father and she talks to Dan which we'll talk about in a little in a little bit um well Dan so Dan and Serena and Dan and Vanessa at this point they're in the friend zone slash frenemies um, to the Frenifits zone. Yeah, they're they're yeah, they're friends of benefits. Yes. And Vanessa is not exactly happy about that. No. So I don't I don't really understand how they got to this point. So let's talk about Dan and Vanessa quickly. Yeah, about yeah. yeah. Before we even get to the gala. Let's yeah. talk about them first. We'll so um in the last few episodes, like did when did they kissed, they kissed recently, right? Was it the last episode? Or last episode. episode. Yes, yeah, so they kissed. And they decided to take it slow. Yeah. And they- that somehow has become Let's be friends with benefits. Yeah, I guess it like I guess putting a label on calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend is a bit of a all or nothing kind of situation. It's yeah, like, let's just fuck first and let's see how we. Uh, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of weird because like uh, as someone, if you've known someone for that long, it's like weird to like wait to have sex, I guess. And when when like your friends already you can't like say hey let's move from like being best friends to being boyfriend and girlfriend in one day like we don't know what's going to be like yeah they're ramping up to boyfriend girlfriend i think yeah they're just there's like they're exploring each other's bodies and like you know exploring each other like what they are together in this way as opposed to just like going from best friends to boyfriend and girlfriend yeah so and- this is like the weird middle ground people are like i don't know what this is they're trying to define it but like they're doing it through sex I guess. <laughs> and um it's weird. So yeah. Dan proposes to have like, you know, different zones, zones. like physical zones, not like not like body physical zones, but like in areas like here in in this situation, we can be friends and here we can be lovers. Right. And yeah, like Brooklyn is like a friend zone because his father. Yeah. And but like then anywhere Gronk, with the family is. Right. And where the family is a friend zone. But then, you know, in her dorm room, dorm room or like on Lori's side on campus, it's you a know, bone zone, bone zone. Which is they did not use I'm that. I'm very mad. Miss opportunity. Yes. Bone, Bone zone. zone. Bone, Bone city. Bone city. <laughs> Pound town. Um. Anyway, it is awkward, and so Vanessa's like testing those boundaries, and we're essentially just teasing Dan, because he's like, "I'll make you a map," and she's like, "Okay, I don't want a fucking map, but I'm gonna show you what you're missing if you don't commit to me, fam." And so she oh shows up to this. To the gala. gala, looking very cute. Yeah, she's like wearing this bodycon dress. Yeah, we're talking about the fashion. Like, yeah, but she's like, I don't know. She's like, she's dressed up. I'm not wearing any underwear and to like, Dan. And, okay, so can we quickly talk about I'm not wearing any underwear because I feel like this is a very common trope for women in TV shows to like, like. 
be quote sexy. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like like yeast infections fan. Like, no, no, it's not how you get yeast infections. You get yeast infections from wearing wet underwear. Or that, or wearing pantyhose with underwear on. Ew. Again, ew. Um, But like, why, why is this like a thing? Like, is it easy access or like, I don't yeah, know. I just hack like, it up and get weird. to town and like, get to get to yeah. not wearing underwear. Like, why? I've never said that to a man. Like, has anyone? If you've ever said I'm not wearing any underwear to a man, or please email us. Email us. Send us a note. Don't hit up us on Twitter. I don't want. I don't want that kind of like traction to our Twitter account. <laughs> please DM us on Twitter. Slide into the DMs. Um, yeah, or send us, us a note on, because I'm very curious. Yeah, I I would like to know because I've never done that before. Because like ew. because yeah ew. Also, yeah, there's like, a, yeah, I mean, I'm all for oh. like, you know, don't wear underwear or whatever, but like, don't go to commando is a, it's, it's, it's a risky move. I, I feel don't like, understand the purpose of it, yeah, of going to a place in public and not wearing underwear. It is not hard to take off. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this might be like the prudish person in me, like, <laughs> ew, put I know. underwear on, and I'm, I'm like, you can't oh. wear your jeans more than once. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you? Do you like if that's the choice that you're making, go on Please with it. Tell us why. But I like to know why. I also feel like it just, I don't know. There's something about it that I'm just like not here for. I know. I'm it's extremely like, anti oh. not, not. Also, I love underwear. underwear. I think underwear is well, like I wear so underwear cozy. When I sleep. I know. It makes me feel good. Yeah, I wear underwear as often as possible. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's pretty great. Love to wear underwear. Yeah. So, anyway. That's the choice she made, but uh, Dan was definitely here for it, though. Dan was like, Dan was like, you're not wearing underwear. I think I just got a mini boner. Interesting plot twist. So like, yeah, he was- surprising. <laughs> so he was here for it. He's like, I got some thinking to do. Oh my god, it was so funny. Like the look on his face is just like this is a teen boy. Oh yeah, he's like this is yeah. happening. Yeah, he's like, he's like a heartbeat from a boner literally every five seconds. Yeah. So <laughs> they decide to be more than benefit to uh, be frenemies. What, what is that? Frenefits. Frenefits. Friends with benefits. Yes. It's my portmanteau. Friends with benefits. So relation Frenefits. tip. Um, wear if un- you are trying to be sexy, don't wear underwear. Don't wear underwear. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Things I learned from Gossip Girl. Relation tip. Yikes. Yes. <laughs> So at the Scala, where Vanessa and Dan are, you know, basically a heartbeat away from going behind a pitcher and just going to town. I guess so. I mean, he's I, wearing underwear. He still has to take that off. Yeah. Because, yeah. I guess that's <laughs> an obstacle they'll have to cross. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, the threshold. I'm still so confused about this. I'm not wearing any underwear. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, well, the thing is, like, it's time to, like... Um, you like I, I remember in the early to mid aughts. Why does Victoria's Secret exist if not wearing underwear is sexy? Yeah, well, like in the mid, the early to mid aughts, that was like a trend. Like, like. Oh my god, do you remember that scene in Flashdance where that the girl pulled off the bra under her dress or under her sweatshirt, and it was like the sexiest thing ever. I do that every after evening. You take your bra off and not change your clothes. Yeah, dude. Oh, I, I changed the it. pajamas immediately when I get home. No man, my bra is off within seconds. <laughs> oh my god! It's just like it like almost like as soon as I pass the threshold, it's like off immediately. <laughs> it's the best feeling. But in it the was world. like it was like a, a sexy thing. Like look at her taking her bra off underneath her clothes. Like yeah. right? Like where? Wait, like what is this? I mean, I do I that know. all the time. Yeah, exactly. But so you're just being sexy as soon as you get home is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, 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 I eek. I, I. You exude sexiness. Absolutely. Eek, what the hell is eek? Anyway, um, eek, you eek, Seth. Oh God, yikes! Um, what I was trying to say is like in the eek early is, eek is correct, but it sounds so disgusting. Yeah, what I was I trying to say though is like in the early to mid aughts though, it was a trend when these socialites and like celebrities would like go out to clubs and not wear oh underwear. Oh my God, fire that fire crotch thing. Yeah, and like you know there was all these like you know crock shots of like you know women not wearing underwear, like you know Paris Hilton or Britney oh Spears sitting out of limos, Lindsay and there was like oh, Lindsay Lohan like not wearing underwear. I remember and it was a whole thing so like this is still like it's on the tail end of that but it's still definitely like a a thing that women did back then you're so right yeah and like I forgot about that until just now like oh my god that's so gross Mm. but it was definitely a trend back then women just didn't do it and um, she was living her truth I guess but anyway while this is going on Jenny is sulking in the corner and then who to show up but Damien oh my god how does he always know where to find her creep yeah, and, you know, Jenny is like, you know, no one cares about me, but the person who does just walked in here. And so, like, she... Go away, traitor. 
Look, I'm sorry I called Rufus, but it was for your own good. I mean, you're a really special girl, Jenny, who deserves a guy who's gonna see that. You know who's gonna be there in the morning. Not like you're available. Jenny, Damien got aggressive with Serena at the state dinner. She was what you know. Damien only hit on Serena to get her to take off the opera jacket with the drugs in it. Drugs? Is he dealing? <laughs> you can't be with someone who's dealing drugs. Why? It's not like you've never done any. Stop pretending that you care about me. In fact, the only one who does just got here. I'm sorry, man. There's no way I'm letting you leave with her. Really. I'm I'm rolling my eyes really hard. Yeah, and she's like talking to Nate about it, and Nate comes in. And he's like, "You're not going anywhere with uh, with uh, with Jenny to Damien," and then Damien dicks him. He punches him. Like, why? Why did you punch him? Locks him. That's like just so aggressive. That's Knocks so him aggressive. To his feet, and I was like, "Damn." Not Damn. like, oh, move out of my way. I'll just like push you out of the way like a normal person. Let me punch you in the face. Not gonna lie. I was like, okay, Damien. Oh my God, Cher, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's always a turning point in characters, <laughs> and it's always when they like go from bad boy to bad, bad boy. boy. And I was like, okay, Damien, I see you out here in these streets oh punching folks, God. being violent. <laughs> well, punching Nate is like, does it really mean anything? <laughs> It's like, it's Did like, you really even do anything? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like either pu- like Nate. It's like the equivalent of like punching a puppy or like punching a brick wall. Like they're like, there's no real like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's like really no like, cause he's not like there's no substance with Nate. <laughs> it's like punching a jar of mayonnaise, but the jar is open and you've punched inside the mayonnaise, and you're just kind of hitting the mayonnaise and just moves out of your way. Yeah, it's just it's like nothing. So like he punches Nate, and Nate clearly comes like he has like no kind of like he was totally off guard. Clocks him, knocks him straight to his feet on his back, and then Damien and Jenny like walk out like you know like Together. Bonnie and Clyde. He's like here yeah. we go, we're out of here. Linked arms, sitting there. You're such a badass. Yeah, yeah it's very sitting Nancy. And uh, they go to um, so Jenny and Damien. Damien gets a room in the Empire, and they're like in the throes of it, and. Jenny's like, I haven't had sex before. And he's like, I figured. And I was like, ouch. I know. <laughs> that sucks. It's obvious, though. Oh, like, it's as totally we were saying, obvious. I've had sex with lots of guys, is something you say when you haven't had sex with lots of guys. Exactly. And so he's like, it's okay. It doesn't matter. And she's like, it matters to me. And, you know, and, and Damien's basically like, just like, just shut up and kiss me, babe. Let's he's get kind it of on. being real gross about it. Yeah. And so, like, Jenny's like, I don't do this anymore. And then he's like, ugh, figures. You're such a kid. And he leaves. Then Jenny's like, heartbroken. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. And so, that's like a really, like, a really shitty thing to happen, like to tell someone that like sex matters to you. And he's just like, no, mm. no, it doesn't. Yeah. It's whatever. It's, you know, sex is sex. And she's like, actually means something to me. And so she goes back to the loft and everybody's there kind of like worried about her. And she's in. Everyone will be happy to know that Damien and I broke up. Jenny, I'm sorry for you, but that's what happens. Whatever, Dad. Am I still grounded? Yes. Okay. I'll just, um stay at home for the rest of the year right now I'm really tired so if it's okay with you I'd just like to go to my room Honestly, Serena, I don't know what you were so worried about. It was no big deal. Would you mind closing the door on your way out? 
I'm fine. And she was like, you know, like, I'm glad you didn't have sex. Like, oh, I had sex. Like, so, lies blatantly because right. she's Jenny. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just like, it's not a big deal. Can you close the door on the way out? And then she, like, goes and, like, be's very, be very silent. and, and Listening this, to I've Had the Time of My Life. Which from... we'll talk about in Stray Observations for sure. But, like... <laughs> Oh my god! Like the way she laid in her bed is how I always want to lay in my bed, but I never have like the. How was she laying in her bed? Like, a, like she was like laying in a coffin, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's gross!" <laughs> I like she's such a goth goddess, and I she's fucking love her. She's such a goth. Oh my god, I love it. I love how goth she is so much. It's like every goth goal I've ever wanted is embodied into Jenny. You're, in season three. Why have we never described her as goth before? Because that is such an accurate description. She's of so who goth. She is. and like that's never it's never brought up on the show about how she's like goth. In season three, she's goth. I think, like in real life, she, she started was like, yeah, doing she the started pretty doing reckless, the, yeah. and like her hair is like totally bleached blonde, and she's doing like the raccoon eye makeup, and she's like further going further and further and further into that um, that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But she like fully embraces like this goth look in Johnny Ten. I'm like, hell yes, I'm here for it. So I don't <laughs> know. I I love goth. I love the goth vibe, and she was just ugh, was ugh, it was great. So goth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. That's kind of the episode we have like oh rufus and lily boring yeah they still in a fight about they're they're about why? well like oh, lily, about uh william vanderwoodson you know, william vanderwoodson you know they're kind of like in this like they both have their issues like rufus definitely you know went to see another woman in the building and she, lily found the scarf she returned it to him um and lily and rufus are trying to talk but every time they try to talk to each other try to like reconcile you know, the kids are coming up with issues. You know, mm-hmm. there's Jenny and they have to figure out this Jenny situation. And so, like, while this Jenny situation has, like, you know, fermented and gotten worse and worse, it's bringing these two back together. And can you, can you imagine, like, trying to save your relationship while your kids are just, like, spiraling out of control? It's called a donut, I guess. Call parenting, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I hear. That's what they should call the show Parenthood. <laughs> Oh, the Bravemans. Um, I love that show. I miss it a lot. Um, and so like right when they're like deciding to have a clean slate, you know, like, let's start over, Lily gets a phone call from Cece and she is being treated for some disease and wants Lily there at her side. Yeah. And so Lily, you know, makes up excuse like, Hey, I gotta go visit my mom. She's at Canyon Ranch. So she's like, you know, I gotta go. And uh we was like, Okay, be your mom, I'll talk to you soon. And that is the episode. Yeah. So we'll be back after these messages. This episode of Gossip Girls is probably supported and hosted by Simplecast. Simplecast makes podcasting easy, affordable, and downright friendly. Use the promo code CHICAGO to get 50% off your first three months. I love Simplecast. I love Simplecast, too. It's great. It's super easy to use. And we use it Yeah. Gossip Girls. GossipGirls.simplecast.fm. We've yeah, that's how it. you access our show or through your We've used it for two things. years now, which is awesome. We've had two years doing this show, which I really enjoy. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, boo. Aw. And um, it has awesome statistics. Apparently, we have a huge following in Japan. That's so cool. It's the second highest listenership outside of the United States, which wow. is really rad. I love that we have an international following. That's so cool. Yeah, man. And we found that out from using Simplecast. And you can use the promo code CHICAGO to get 50% off your first three months. Nice. And now, back to the show. So now we are back, and it is fashion time. Fashion. Fa- put it all on me. Don't, Don't you want to see these clothes on me? Fashion. Turn to the left. Fashion. Turn to the right. Uh, fashion. fashion. So, um, the sexy no panties needed. Oh, gross! Why Vanessa. did you call it that? <laughs> the no panties needed look. Panties sold separately. Outfit yeah. that Vanessa wore decked out at this gala. Oh my god! It was it was a bodycon dress, and I'm not I'm I'm offense about the print, but I didn't like it. But. She looked great in it, and it's one of the few moments where, like, she is actually the, the way they the, we have talked about this time and time again how they always style Vanessa as badly, like, badly, and it's and mostly because like they don't look out for women of color on these shows. Mm-hmm. They only, you know, hire stylists and hairstylists and makeup artists who are white or only know how to deal with white artists or white actresses and actors. And so when they put you know, brown women in these situations, they fuck up their hair, their makeup, and their clothes. And Vanessa this, this is one like, 
is mostly good though. Yeah, but like most, but like most of this episode though, at least not this episode, most of that outfit oh works God, for Vanessa's her. The print outfits are usually so bad. Yeah, and the thing is, like Vanessa's so pretty, she can like pull off most of the looks just because of her steadiness alone. But like her hair is usually like fucked up. Her makeup <laughs> is usually pretty terrible, and the clothes I put on her is like. Why? why is she like all colors look good on her but like yeah. the styles always just look so bad and like what are you doing why yeah. are you doing this to her and it's not even like the mid the late odd situation it's just like because they they're able to find really great outfits for everybody else in the show yeah so i'm always why like, is she wearing peasant tops yeah what the hell why what? do her pants not fit her yeah it's very upsetting so um it was nice to see vanessa kind of given like a moment in the sun and yeah. having like an outfit choice and outfit moment and outfit scene i don't understand she, like, the print good. the print is like so the print is kind of like it's like this it looks like a really like enlarged cheetah print yeah almost with like lace in places it's and an animal like... print but it's not it's what it looks like an animal print but yeah it's not an animal. that's like, exactly what it because it's not an animal was. there's no animal that looks like that no like Except n- Vanessa, because she's an animal Ay. right now. Sexy animal. I don't know. You call yourself an animal and you're trying to do sex, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe I feel like that's a Sibby thing. <laughs> well, there's that song, Animal. I, I'm just okay. giving you a mess. Um. <laughs> no, I feel like you're just being mean to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. Um. Okay, so she's also wearing um, a lace choker, which I really liked. Nice choker. Um, yeah, it's... It's not like def- it's definitely not the style of the time, but it's t- the style of now's times. Like mm-hmm. that's a really great choker for sure. And uh, I mean, I would actually push back a little bit on that because like I there was chokers. Were there? I mean, not in the late aughts, but like in the mid aughts, there was girls wearing chokers at least in my high school. Okay, but I also went to a very like fashion forward high school. Mm-hmm. We were they were out here making some wild choices and like mm, what's the look. Um, but they pulled it off. Oh, that's true. Because I was wearing chokers in high school too. Yeah. Wait, no, this was in college though. This, the chokers weren't in style. I don't mm, think when yeah. I was in college. Word. But um, I liked Serena's outfit. Oh my god, I loved her outfit. It's very good. She's wearing like this, uh, like like deep cut sweetheart neckline mm-hmm. with um, it's black and it's got like lace overlay on the sleeve and it's just it looks kind of like she's wearing lingerie with a lace bathrobe or like lace robe on top and it just it's so gorgeous it's like just really sexy yeah and the clueless rompus is out here oh my god it looks Peruge. so good her yeah. hair is bad yeah her this, hair looks like straw yeah this is like this this is like during the period where like is her hair washed no it's not and like not even in a cute dirty. way. Yeah, and it's like it's like it was either too much product or not enough yep. product. And it just like looks bad. Yeah. Like it's just blonde at this yeah. point. Like that's all it is. Like that it can't be anything else. It's just blonde hair. Yep. Um I love the blue coat that oh my Blair God. is wearing. Yeah, so at the beginning of the episode, Blair has this like it's like peacock blue. It is just so like cobalt. royal. Yeah, it's cobalt blue. And she it looks so good. Like I love Blair. Blair's coat situations mm-hmm. but this color is something I've never seen her in like she's she was she usually wears like more like like warm jewel tones and I feel like this is a new thing for her I'm here for it I love it um any other fashion oh yeah I wanted to talk about like there's a background ad in this picture of Blair that I have and it's like I don't know it just says 20% fashion 20% confidence 20% style like well, I don't know what this is an ad for, but it looks really funny. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that. <laughs> um, Mr. Observations for me. Uh, Want to talk about music? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I yeah. jumped the gun a little bit. Yeah, so uh, music, there's... Yet again, another one, Republic. Okay, who on the Gossip Girls writing staff and or loves the productions? One Republic. Some of them either loves One Republic or owes One Republic money. Like, somebody either... Almost got their knees broken or hand broken, <laughs> or somebody owes homie from a republic some money because there can't be any other explicitly reason why there's like five fucking republic Maybe songs. Their songs in, are the cheapest, or someone's in cahoots with somebody. Someone, someone's in bed with somebody because like there cannot be any explicit reason why these songs are constantly in this fucking show because they are all terrible the only good thing that dude had ever did was write halo by beyonce that's it that's, he did he did oh that's the best song he, that's the best thing he ever did was write that from beyonce because he's a huge like the thing is like he's a great songwriter he's just shit oh not a fan of him but like, the best song he's ever did was halo by beyonce 
Here are thoughts on. Oh my god, hang yeah. on. I'm I'm quickly doing some cons- I'll I'll do conspiracy theory checking later. Excellent. Um so yeah, that's my thoughts on <laughs> One Republic. There was another song um actually in this episode uh time of my life so yeah, yeah time so of my life jenny's watching uh dirty dancing at, um in the beginning of the episode yeah so it was on serena's suggestion to watch dirty dancing because it's like romantic because you know she was talking about how like your first time should be you know with somebody you love and should be romantic you know like you should be able to like you know be with somebody who cares about you not put baby in a corner she's like what are you talking about she's like uh drew dancing it's a great movie it's old but you should download it which i definitely want to talk about in um fucking otek lotek remember downloading movies oh my god the first movie i ever downloaded was x-men wow and then the second movie was moulin rouge i have seen moulin rouge and x-men so many times because they were the only two movies i downloaded because it took like three hours in 2002 yeah i I feel that also Moulin Rouge still might be my favorite movie ever. Oh my God. Moulin Rouge is so like the Olympics are on right now. They'll be over by the time this episode gets released, but like everyone's been using Moulin Rouge and the fucking Tessa and Scott used Moulin Rouge and they are obviously having sex, but that's besides the point. Wow. You have a lot of feelings. I have about so that. many opinions about Tessa and Scott. Tessa and Scott have just like, I haven't seen them perform yet. You haven't seen Tessa and You don't know about this conspiracy theory. I don't. I mean, so, I know about it because of Twitter, but okay. I also because like, of I my constant retweeting. Yes, but also like, other people too have been like I think because of algorithms because oh I God. follow you and like a lot of your fans, it pushes all the things that kind of relate to a lot of your tweets. Hell yes. So like like there's like there's other subgenres of my Twitter TL. There's like my depression Twitter, which is uh-huh. hilarious. Then you have like hilarious. My, yep. Then you have my media Twitter. Then you have my weird TV Twitter. Film Twitter also falls into that. And then you have my Olympics Twitter. And so my Olympics Twitter is really hilarious because it's all about these two, these, this pair of um, ice skaters who apparently use the Moulin Rouge a medley. Oh my god! The, Olymp- the, the, el- the, uh, the elephant medley. Yeah, they used um, they used a bunch of things. They used come what may. They used. I love come um, what may. I used to cry and like soon that's on my shower. Roxanne, <laughs> like the very the very first by time I watched them. Um, no, not by the police. From oh Mom yeah, from the movie. Yeah, because yeah. um, like it started, and it was uh, it was just so weird to like hear Moulin Rouge. I'm like I haven't heard this since like 2004, I think, which is the last time I watched the movie. That's which upsetting. Is, yeah, I watched the movie like trash. last weekend. <laughs> I should watch it all the time. It's so good. Um, it's one of my favorite films of all it's time. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It makes beautiful. me weep. And and Ewan McGregor is so peak. hot. At his peak. Like, that okay. is when I fell in love with Ewan McGregor. Same. So I was 13. Uh-huh. Quick little tangent, but like I was 13 and he is still the only person I've ever wrote a fan letter to. <gasps> I never sent it, but I wrote it. Oh my God. I was, I remember watching that movie at like 13, 14 years old and would just like sigh of like just like ag- agonizing pain because I would never be with you. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> I'd never be 17. I would never be, I would never have a Christian. Oh. And it just like devastated me. I remember I was like, I remember laying on my, I remember like vividly laying on my couch and watching this movie and my mother walking in like, are you okay? I'm like, no. Because you <laughs> McGregor is like, 30 years older than me and like I'll never be with him the way he's with Sadie. I'm like good go go to school learn something <laughs> read a book what the hell are you watching this TV show anyway he's only 46 yeah yeah that's fair so it's like 16 years older than me that's fair but still quite the age difference especially when I was yeah. 13 so Very um true. Oh, he was so gorgeous he in that was, movie oh yeah. my god and like apparently it was his first time really seen in that way too I'm like stop the presses my gift is my th- I'm trying to yeah so it's voice. my favorite version of your song it's so good it's way better than Owen John's so version good. um so yeah oh my god I have love that song that that part in that song where he sings I um I can't remember whether they're, whether they're green or they're blue oh, whether they're green or they're, they're blue that just like gets me every time yeah, it's goosebumps. like they're crying goosebumps I don't know time. why it's so good it's so good <laughs> can you add that <laughs> oh of course um, oh, it's so good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, all that to about say, this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where we talk about this anyway. Anyway, so downloading uh, movies. That's right. Yeah, downloading movies. Um, well, first downloading movie that I ever downloaded. Ooh, let me think about that. Hmm. I feel like it might have been. I can't think of it right now, but I'm sure I, 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 there's a period where I downloaded a shit ton of movies because I discovered where Pirate Bay was. Oh my god. I was like, I'm downloading. I don't know where I downloaded. I feel like I downloaded from Bearshare. I never heard of that one. Or no, Kazaa. 
I mean, I don't want to find LimeWire from music and LimeWire particularly from mm-hmm. from music. And I never touched Napster. But no, I didn't either. But um, Pirate Bay was where I lived for like my TV shows, my movies. Oh my gosh. And I downloaded oh a shit ton I remember of downloading movies. so many episodes of Alias. Do you remember Alias? Oh, of course. Ugh. I'm a huge Victor Garber fan. Love Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Jennifer um, uh, Garner. Garner, yeah. Yeah, huge. Oh my God, that's where I fell in love with Jennifer Garner. I was She's like, the best. That she- movie, like... Or not that movie, that show is just like so the good. first like JJ Abrams. The first um like like female action lead I'd seen so mm-hmm. far. And I was like, this is so cool. So great. Oh, I loved it so much. She tricked people with her sexuality. Oh my god. Uh <laughs> what was her her like pink hair was so cool. Yeah, and, like she was dope. Her outfits, the way she like ran down the stairs and like I don't know. With her high heels. Yeah, and her Bradley Cooper weirdo guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot Bradley that Cooper show. was in that show. And he was not Bradley Cooper hot. No. He was he was, he was basic Brad. He was, he was he's still basic. He he's still exactly hella basic. Same. But, like, he didn't have fashion sense. <laughs> now he just has suits to hide who the basic. Was, who was the other guy? Michael Vartan. Yeah. Oh, Michael Vartan. I loved him, I loved him I in so uh, Never Been Kissed. I loved him in that movie. I know. Even though it was super creepy that he was like in love with a student. But I know. Gross. The oh, movie did not shelf well. That doesn't make sense. I don't like that anymore. That movie <laughs> so didn't. creepy. Yeah, the movie did not shelf well. No. Nope. At all. Simple uh, time in the 90s. Um, <gasps> we should just have an episode where we talk about all the cute boys that we like in movies and shows. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. What else? Uh, I feel like there was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's oh. important. Anyway. Uh, I yeah. have not found anything out about One Republic. I assume that someone is married to someone that is on the show. I don't know. Something's up. I, I smell something dirty in yep. the water. And um, I'm not here for it. One Republic, not a fan. Um, <sighs> straight observations. I have um, some straight observations. Just some weird quotes. So there's this part where Serena's trying to explain to Nate why Jenny wants to be with Damien. And she's like, do you know what's most attractive about a bad boy? And Nate just chuckles and goes, no, I really don't. <laughs> antithesis of a bad boy he truly is and that was like a little bit charming i was a little bit charmed by that for sure he's he's definitely charming yeah yeah well like he's not usually charming though like this is a charming like usually he's just stupid and like this is charming yeah but like depends on like his stupidity can be charming like uh, if like there's a spectrum of like his charming versus or a spectrum more like a um venn diagram of uh charming versus stupid and that like little sweet spot and that's what nate is wow yeah Anyway, I feel I have thoughts about that clearly. Um, any other shower observations before we uh, rate this bitch? Whoops, one second. I was about to make a Venn diagram. I'm sorry, and I lost my page. Uh, well, <laughs> I also like making Venn diagrams when I'm bored and tired. <laughs> I'm not bored. I just wanted to make a Venn diagram so I could post it later. Awesome. Um, so there's a scene. We'll where, have it on our Twitter. Yes. Uh, the lawyer is talking about um, getting attacked by Christian conservatives in Manhattan mm. and chucking Vassal goes, we have those in Manhattan, which I thought was like kind of funny and true because there aren't really. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of want to talk about the lawyer for a little quick second. Okay. Observations. He was in cahoots with Jack and Elizabeth, which is yes, fucked up. Uh, like imagine, like, I mean, he has no one he can trust. Damn. Uh, so has to be Vassal, but also it doesn't. Anyway, because um, it's still like. But like we don't know this yet. We don't. Know. Well, or Chuck we know, know it. This. We as audience yeah. know it, but Chuck does not know it. Any hoozies, let's rate this bitch. I'll give it a seven. I would agree with that. I like this episode a lot. I did like this episode a lot. I think that the I'm really happy that the Jenny and Damien uh, romance resolved Finally. itself. Um, again, I, I'm firmly in the camp where anybody kisses Jenny looks like a crime. <laughs> yes. Just looks like a crime to me. Like, not into this. I am hard past. Like, because uh, she looks like an infant. Um, I love the development of Dan and Vanessa. Oh, I my God. Really okay, Dan and Vanessa. I'm like, I'm shipping them now. This is making me ship them. And I love this. I'm sorry. I might be more of a Vanessa person than Dare. All right. Well, um, we'll see how <laughs> Vanessa holds up here, I think. And also how Cher and Subi holds up because it might be testing our friendship. Interest. <laughs> uh, plot twist is afoot. Um, 
uh i like uh dan dan sorry um nate and serena i like that their like their dynamic has changed a little bit i think that like they have some issues that have to work out but i'm liking where it's going i think it's really interesting how like it's changing with um serena and nate not wanting to like focus on their relationship that they're like doing the chuck and blair thing of like focusing their um, acts on other people. Yeah, just, like, they, they project. They, they, yeah, they, project. they did a lot. They project a lot. Yeah, and dodge and ugh, so it's messy. Yep. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I think a solid seven for me. Mm-hmm. And that is the episode, guys. Want to thank Cards Against Humanity and some office so much for their facilities. Want to give a huge shout out to Post Loudness. Post Loudness, which is a show, which is a. Cl- which is a podcast collective featuring shows from people of color, women, and queer-identified hosts. You can learn about them at postlawness.com. Want to give a hearty thank you to the CPC, the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Coop. Who, and our sponsor <laughs> this week is Simplecast. Thanks so much, Simplecast, for hosting us and I for- I knew I was going to say that. I was just waiting for like, where's the coop? <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you so much, Simplecast. And thank you, Subi, for being an awesome- associate producer associate producer and awesome just human being and thanks again for doing this for two years with me like this is the anniversary we went out to dinner last week and it was really sweet we took zero pictures because we're the worst we are the worst we were both dressed really cute too yeah it was fine but i love (sighs) you and that's all that matters love you too um yeah that is episode we'll be back next week with more of gossip girl but until then you know you you love us us. xoxo gossip girls post loudness 